Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Good afternoon or good morning or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Right now it is afternoon, and so it is good afternoon for me. As always, I'm very excited to be with you, being back in the seat podcasting. I have a lot buzzing. In fact, that's how I started my journal entry today. So many ideas buzzing, and I love when I'm in the state because I know there's a lot of cool things in store. I've been thinking a lot about what I wanted this podcast episode to be. I kind of felt a little stuck for a while. I've had a lot of ideas coming to me pretty easily the past few weeks as I've been preparing for quantum play for the Art of Aligned Action, which is coming in May. And it's been easy to have content. And as I've been just preparing and taking notes and studying in preparation to lead those programs, I just couldn't quite grasp what I wanted to say on today's episode. And I'm looking out my window and it just hit me. I'm going to teach what I teach and why. So if you're new to the podcast, this is going to be a great episode to listen to. You're going to get caught up on all my teachings and why I teach them. If you've been an OG listener, this is also going to be good because I have definitely evolved and grown during my time podcasting and coaching and creating. And so I've been working on some really big projects and I'm not ready to talk about them yet. But as I've been preparing for these big projects that are still being worked out, I identified a framework that I'm really excited to talk about. And it's a three-part framework. And it's always been there, but I've never articulated it like this. It is three words. Imagine, become, create. And that is the bedrock of everything that I'm going to talk about today. Everything that I teach, everything that I help my clients do hinges on those three principles. Imagine, become, create. And this is actually kind of the first part of this episode. We are tri-part beings, right? We have a spirit, we have a mind, and we have a body. And I've always approached coaching through those three things. I've never just done one. And what that means is if my client needs a nap, I encourage you to take a nap. (laughs) If they need to change their beliefs, we talk about beliefs. If we need to talk about their spiritual alignment and spiritual practices and their understanding of who they really are, we talk about that, mind, body, spirit. And I've always seen coaching, at least my coaching, the coaching that I resonate with as a combination of those three. I don't think it's bad to learn from other people who maybe spend more time in one or the other, right? Like I have a few health coaches and nutrition coaches that I follow and learn from, and it's solely about the body, right? And there's other more spiritual teachers that I learn about the spirit. And then there's things that talk about the intellectual mind or belief systems, right? And subconscious mind and the conscious mind. I study all of it and I love to integrate, and I really love that word, integrate the three and that has become my body of work is how do you take you know something like the law of attraction and combine it with copywriting (laughs) how do you combine being a spiritual being and taking massive action right i feel like i land in the middle and a lot of my teachings are the moderation of all the things because i am a seeker i'm a student of learning and becoming And so the framework, Imagine, Become, Create, it was always there. I just wasn't able to say it in a concise way until now because I feel like my level of mastery is obviously much further along than it was when I started. And I'm really excited to use this framework for a lot more to come. What I teach is that you have a spirit, you have a mind, and you have a body. I operate from the belief that all my clients are children of God. I mean that very literally, like we are spirit children of the divine. And that means you have divine gifts. That also means you have a connection to spirit. 
Some people call this intuition. Some people call this like a feeling of alignment or flow. It doesn't really matter what you call it. I believe that all of us have this connection to God, to source, if you want to use that word. And the reason that this matters to me is because when I first started my business, I was deep into the mind-body connection, right? Like I grew up in a religious home and I was a religious person and I am a religious person. So I always knew that the spirit was there, like the spiritual aspect of myself, but I never really saw how to connect it to business. And so I learned from very masculine teachers. I learned from a lot of men who head down, bust through limiting beliefs, take massive action, do it at all costs. And that was a season of my business. And it's not like I hate it. I'm actually really grateful for the lessons I learned because we're going to talk about how that's still important in business, right? Like it's important to take action. It's important to push through adverse circumstances. It's important to take radical responsibility. There's a whole other dimension of ourselves and what we're capable of that I think when we bring it into our action, bring it into our planning and our process, magic happens. I've seen it happen. Now that's included in how I think and speak and teach and all of it. And so when I think about the integration of these three things, spirit, mind, and body, I see just so many aspects of how I could coach someone because it's not just one thing, right? It might be, yeah, your messaging might be off, your copywriting might be off, like you might not be speaking to your ideal client. And there might be something in your belief system that we need to work. Like maybe you're believing that no one really cares. So it doesn't matter how much you post, right? You have this belief that no one really cares. And then on a higher plane, it's like, are you believing in miracles? Are you believing that there's a lot more in play than you can even imagine if you have faith? I think in the world of spirit is the world of faith and miracles. I use those words a lot. So I am not a typical business coach. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know that. It's not that I don't understand business. I do and I love it. And I think it's the tip of the iceberg. And so if you think about an iceberg, what I would put on the top of the water, right, the stuff that stands out is your action, is the strategy, is the content, is the things that people see. But what makes that all work is everything below the surface, everything that you can't see. And only you can know if it's off, only you can know if it's working, if it's aligned, if you want to use that word. To me, this was really important to understand how to integrate these three things and remember them, not just know them intellectually, right? Not be able to just regurgitate these concepts, but to really live them. I posted on my stories the other day, I do three things every day to create the life I want. And those are the three things, imagine, become, create. And you can see how they line up with spirit, mind, body. Spirit is my imagination, my faith. We're going to talk more about that. Becoming, I feel like, is a self-concept thing, which is in my mind, my beliefs, my paradigms. And then create is what I do with my body. Creating an actual podcast episode like I am right now. Creating an Instagram post. Creating an email. Like It's the physical action that I take to create what I want. And I think when you get all three of these, you become unstoppable. And things start to happen faster than you can anticipate. Things, quote, come from nowhere. People start asking you how they can work with you. Like I call it the threshold where all of a sudden all the action that you've been putting into play, all the belief work, all the shifting that you've done is compounding in the form of results, money, clients, opportunities. And that's an exciting time. And what's funny is in the beginning, you don't see it coming. And this is why we have to have faith, because a lot of times our effort is not creating the results that we want, but it will if we stay the course. That's why I have a saying here until it works. We're not just trying to see if it's going to work. We're here until it works because, and this leads me to the second part of what I teach and why, because of laws. And there's a really beautiful quote in the Doctrine and Covenants, and that's a religious book that I read and study. And there's this line that I love thinking about where it says, every blessing is predicated upon obedience to laws. 
when I think about this, understanding this has changed my life. So then I start looking for laws, right? The law of gravity, right? But there's other laws. And I'm going to talk about a few of them. And that means if you can live according to laws, you get the results, period, right? They always work. And some of them are like universal. And I have an episode about signed clients according to universal laws that you can scroll back and find. Some of them are like what I call secondary laws. I think actually a lot of teachers call them secondary laws, right? They're not the foundation of the universe necessarily, but they're close. And then there's some laws that I think a lot of people use just to describe cause and effect, but cause and effect is a universal law. And so I think a lot of things like the law of action, the law of creation, or some of the words that we hear thrown around actually are speaking to this idea of law of cause and effect. And so there's four laws that I'm going to talk about today, and actually a fifth one, the law of attraction, which most people have heard of, but I consider that the secondary law. So the four main universal laws that I think about, talk about, teach is the law of vibration, right? Everything is in motion. Nothing rests. Scientifically, we know this. If you study an atom, it is vibrating. It is moving. We are more energy than matter. Everything in this world, everything that you look at is actually in motion. And we can only see it if we get small enough, right? And so your table looks firm, but it's in motion. If we took a big enough microscope to look at it, we would see all the atoms in motion. And that's what we're talking about. Law of vibration which leads us to that secondary law, the law of attraction, which means like attracts like. Vibration attracts vibration. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but that's where it's associated. Law of rhythm means there's ups and downs. Things come in seasons. This is law. We see this in nature. Does spring ever come after fall? No. (laughs) Spring always comes after winter, right? That is law. That is the law of rhythm. And what's funny is we have this in our businesses. We have this in our personal lives. We have this in our health. We have this in our menstrual cycles. Like there's so many ways this shows up and it's because it is law. Like there are rhythms in life. And so one of the things that I talk a lot about with my clients is the ups and downs of business. You're not going to have an eternal up. You're not going to have an eternal increase income. That's not law. And so there's going to be seasons of up, seasons of down. And when you live in harmony with that, you don't really make it mean anything. You just know when there's an up, there will also be a down. And when there's a down, there will also be an up. So you don't make it mean anything. You don't associate your value or your worth on the ups. And you don't feel like an absolute loser on the downs, right? The law of cause and effect is probably the most important law from my understanding in business in that my business is the effect and I am the cause, of my business. And so when I teach my clients and coach my clients, I'm always looking for how I can help them be the cause of success instead of it being random or out of control, right? When we take radical responsibility for what we think, how we feel, what we do, our self-concept, the amount of service we bring to the world, we create an effect that we want. Money is an effect of our consciousness. Success is an effect of who we cause ourselves to be and believe and do. And so when we think about it this way, I always want to bring it back to how can I fix something in my thinking or being in order to cause the effect and create the effect that I want. And so I think that this is why I like to solve problems top down, meaning spirit first, then mind, then the physical. So when a client comes to me and says, how do I increase my sales? I'm not just going to say, get your offer in more places. I'm not just going to say, raise your prices or post more. I want to go two levels up and first ask how their alignment is. How is their faith? What are they thinking about? Right. I go in a different way than just the physical, because usually the physical is a symptom of a belief in a paradigm in who they're being and how powerful they feel. 
and how powerful they believe God is in their life and business. And so to me, it's not just what are you doing? It's really what are you believing? Are you leaving room for miracles? Are you believing in divine aid and help and timing? Because those things make everything work better. And so when I think about that, it makes it a lot easier. It is not my sheer force. In fact, there's a beautiful book called Power Versus Force by David Hawkins that I recommend as a study. And he talks about the difference of power versus force. And I know power is way better. And he talks about a lot in that book. But one of the main things that I took away from it is that love is powerful. Force feels like coercion and pressure and obsession and manipulation versus power feels like I love you and I see something that's more available for you, right? I'm gonna invite you. It's a different energy that we bring into the same action. Then the last law I wanted to talk about is the law of polarity. I like to think about this as like the law of opposites. So that means that in order to feel happy, we also have to have sadness. In order to have success, we also have to have experienced failure. And this is something I think about all the time. The people who are most successful in our world have experienced a lot of failure. And that's because of the law of polarity, right? If you want massive success, you also have to go through a period where you were not successful. If you want clients, you also have to go through a period where you don't have clients. That is law. So it's not something gone wrong. It's something that is just how it is. <laughs> and when you can make peace with it, you don't attach your worth to when you don't have clients. You don't attach your worth to if things are working or not, right? You don't have to feel great when things are working and feel bad when things aren't. In fact, one of my clients asked me the other day, you seem so grounded and steady. Is that how you always are? I'm like, actually, yes, because of this. When I have a down day or a down season in business, I know that there will be the opposite coming. And so I don't have a lot of mind drama. I don't spin out in my emotions. I'm just this steady forward progress because I am the cause of my business. And so I don't make it mean a lot when things don't go my way because I know they will, right? Law of rhythm, law of polarity. And so when I think about all of these things in combination with the secondary law, the law of attraction, I'm always coming back to what can I do? I never feel like I need to make my clients think differently or make my Instagram following think differently about me. I need to change how I see the world. And that's what I teach because it's the only thing within your control. You can only change yourself, even if you master your copywriting. And I do. I study copywriting and I study online business tactics and messaging and all of it. But I don't kid myself in that that's the most important thing. I take care of my mind and my spirit first because that is the cause and then as I become someone new as I become conscious of what's possible or like awareness of what I want to create and how I can be the cause of that then the copywriting and the skill sets make more sense because that's who I'm becoming but I don't think that that's the most important thing when I think about all of this combining, it might look like nothing. <laughs> That's something that I've talked about recently is like a lot of this is inner work. It is not massive action. Now, I do believe in Brooke Castillo's definition of massive action, which basically means you take action until you get what you want and you tweak it along the way. I love this book. It's called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And even though I love it, I'm not as extreme because for me, I don't want to work all the time. I want a family life. I want space to think and read and be and travel and do all these different things. And so for me, it's not just about how much can I work, how hard can I work? It's how can I use work as the tip of the iceberg idea? How can my strategy, how can my action be the final piece? But everything else was from my belief, expectation, paradigm that I've done the work to shift. And so I do believe in radical responsibility, but not in the way that requires hustle or hard work or obsession to the point where you're burning out. I believe in radical responsibility, starting with what you believe about yourself 
your self-concept, what you believe about others, what you believe about possibilities and potentialities, what you believe about God and his people and his children, right? I was coaching today and one of the things that I offered my client was to see people in their power means that you love them enough to sell to them, to fight for a possible future that they might not believe in yet. But that is part of radical responsibility. It's taking responsibility for the way you think about people, the way you think about money, the way you think about your business. That starts with your own mind. And so I don't think radical responsibility is I'm committed to working all the time. It's what do I need to believe differently to get what I want? The next thing that I believe in is faith. I mentioned that a little bit. I love this book. It's called You Too Can Be Prosperous by Robert Russell. I've read it once and I'm already reading it again because it was so good. He talks about applied faith. He doesn't call it this, but this is what I think of it as. It's like, if you really believe all things are possible, are you living that way, basically? When we live in faith and not just understand faith as a theory, right, we can create things that don't make sense. We can create things that just come from pure potentiality, which is if you're in quantum play, like that is the work that we're doing right now. The next thing that I teach is about identity, your self-concept, how you see yourself in the world. I used to think who we were was like this fixed thing. And I definitely don't believe that now. There's a great book that's like a traditional mindset book, and it's called Mindset. And it's about the growth mindset. And I think that this applies, right? Seeing yourself as almost like fluid. Like I used to think I was really shy and that felt really true. But now I know that that was just a story I kept telling myself until I believed it was true. And now I tell myself a different story about myself. That's what I mean by identity. How do you see yourself interacting in the world? What do you believe your skills and character traits and abilities are? Because what you think is true is actually just a representation of your beliefs, which can change. This sounds funny. I really believe that if you believe it, you can have it, right? If you believe it, you can achieve it. And it starts with your identity. I also teach a concept called be do have. Be the person who has the result, the character traits, the feelings, the emotions. It's almost like method acting, right? If I was my million dollar self, how would I drive this car? If you're trying to get fully booked, if you're a fully booked coach, how would you show up on Instagram? How would you go to the grocery store? How would you do the dishes? How would you play with your kids? That's the work, right? And we change our identity by impressing the idea to our subconscious mind. So it's just this repetition. It sounds tedious. And if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? It's not easy. I don't love the word tedious, but I do think it is tedious. Not many people are willing to do the mental work to actually get what they want. I have a feeling that if you're listening to a podcast like this, you are, because I know I am willing to do that mental work to change in order to create what I want, but not a lot of people are. And this is part of my become framework. So we talked about imagine, right? Believing in potentialities and possibilities, having a vision for your business and your life that's beyond what you're currently experiencing. When I think about identity, I think about becoming. So yes, you have this idea. And I think some entrepreneurs get stuck in the imagine phase and they're just daydreaming. They create vision boards. They have ideas. You know, they tell their friends what they're up to, but then they don't become someone new. And this is essential. We can't create something new if we're the same person because we bring our old beliefs and our old patterns and programming with us. Actually, like part of the work is to become the version of you that has it be, do, have. And so when I think about becoming, I think of a new self-concept. I think of believing in people coming to you. I think of people who see themselves differently and in alignment with the future that they're working on creating. And that leads me to the third part of my framework, which is create. We can do all the belief work in the world, but if you don't take action, you're not making space to receive anything new. And so part of the work is, yes, imagine, yes, do the belief work and then get to work. 
Not that you have to hustle, not that you have to work 100% of the time, not that you have to burn out, but you do have to create and creating is a physical process. I would say imagination is step one of the creative process. Step two is to shape it in your reality. This looks like posting, creating content, actually having conversations, actually putting your offer in front of eyeballs, right? That's the creative part. And I think that this is one of those never-ending sequences. Imagine, become, create. Imagine, become, create until you get what you want. And then you imagine something new. And then you become someone new and then create something new. And that's called evolution and growth. (laughs) That's called life. Especially if we're entrepreneurs, we're always iterating on this process. If you're on the path of growth, eventually you get what you want and then you pick something else and you keep playing this game. And I pick that word very strategically because I do believe that business is like a game. It gives me a lot of peace. I'm not attached. I teach the law of detachment, which is not a primary law, but I would say it's a secondary law. I've quoted this before, but Deepak Chopra's book, Spiritual Laws of Success, he talks about the law of detachment a lot. I teach the law of detachment because... While we believe in results, we are detached from how or when or who. And that's an essential part of the process as well. I think this leaves the door open for miracles and things that will blow your mind. I love to say it's this or something better. I say that all the time, right? Because I don't want to be attached to a singular thing. I also don't want to block what God has in store for me. And so I want to keep the door open that like maybe you have something better that I can't even imagine right now. And so to me, putting all of these three things together, I do this every day. In the morning, I journal. I write about what I want to create. I think about the thoughts that I would believe if I already had what I wanted. And I practice those thoughts intentionally and I anchor them into my body. Like I feel them. And I also take time to create content like this, posts on social media, conversations in Voxer with clients, consultation calls, actually coaching, right? I'm always creating. We are creators. That's what this is all about. That's why we want a business. It's why we have desires and ambitions. It's because we want to create. And so that's the third and final piece. And some of you are listening to this and you're going to immediately identify, I need to work on my becoming. I need to get coached. I need to challenge my mindset. Some of you are going to listen to this and like, it's been a while since I've imagined anything bigger than what I currently have. It's been a while since I could envision a future that's enticing and compelling. And a lot of you are going to say, I could take more action. I could be better at being consistent and making calls to action and creating content and serving and being a lighthouse. That's part of the creative process. And so I think a healthy, aligned, powerful, prosperous entrepreneur does those three things every single day. Imagine, become, create. I hope this episode serves you. This is what I teach. And the reason that I do all of it, this sounds so cheesy. I almost said it without clarifying how cheesy it is. But it's because I genuinely love you and want you to succeed. This does feel bigger than me. And so I'm grateful that you listen. It sounds weird because I don't necessarily know who's listening. I know some of you who are listening and I appreciate you. But some of you, we've never talked. And I still believe in you. I still believe in what's your potential. And this is part of me going for my potential is helping you. And so I love this work. This feels like home. This feels really important to the world. Part of my company mission is to elevate the consciousness of humanity. That sounds really big. But this is how I do it, right? In this podcast, on social media, in my emails, in my programs, with my private clients, like this is how I do that. And so I just want to take a second and thank you for being a part of my world. If it feels aligned, please share this episode with someone that you think would benefit from it or align with it. I will see you in another episode. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work. 
where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.